0: What up, what up, what up, what is happening, good people? Welcome to this edition of Herb and Two. Alongside Tucson, one my name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday we are here hanging out with y'all, talking about issues that currently impact the black community, Talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective and along with your help. We talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, at least for the sake of this conversation, overcome them as a collective. Thank you all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued, certainly appreciate it. Anything you want to add to the conversation, feel free to do so. We will read through as many of your comments as possible. We would kindly request that you please take a quick second to like the video, subscribe to the page, make sure you set the alerts so you get reminded when we go live, and share the conversation with somebody. Share with somebody in your personal network. Share with somebody that you think will find value in this particular conversation. Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? (coughs) Blessing, highly favored, man. How you? Ain't nothing to it, man. I ain't got nothing to complain about. It's, well, you, well, that's how you've been like grocery shopping. Like you actually went to do the shit. I don't know. Me neither. I hate going to the store in general, it, like any store for real. It could be clothes or shoes. I just don't like, it gives me anxiety just the thought of going to the store. Um, so I almost never go. But I had to go, Well, yesterday, I think? I go in the grocery store and I, I have it in my because I hate to go. Every time I go to the store, I already got it in my mind exactly what I'm coming in here for, so I can get in and out of here as quickly as possible. Um I was only going for a few things, bro. I was only going for a few things. I spent like a hundred and something dollars. I was so blown away at the price of groceries. I didn't I don't know this by like sending money and seeing food come. Like I, I don't know like I didn't I shouldn't be able to carry a hundred dollars worth of groceries out in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it ain't been that long since I've been. I know that. In my hand, son? Yeah, no,
1: I'm, I'm just kind of yeah, shocked nothing. that you're shocked. Because
0: I don't go. I don't know this shit, son. I just had like I had like six bags in my hand or some shit. Yeah. I'm like, why? What did I get? I'm sitting there like what did I,
2: I get? I went into the dollar store today and went crazy because I was. I only like, said, went for, the, the only went for water. <laughs> Same <laughs> shit I buy from other stores, and I get three of these, and it's going to cost me $15.
1: What store was you? What dollar store? Because the dollar stores don't cost a dollar no more. I was
2: around white people. They still got dollar stores.
1: Okay, because that's what I said. I was at the dollar store trying to buy some Miracle Whip, and it was $6. Well,
2: you should be buying Miracle Whip either way. That's for white people. But either way, Miracle, I like, I like Miracle, Miracle Whip is. I
1: haven't trash. had a sandwich, and I don't know how long. But act, that's a lie. I had a sandwich. Miracle Whip,
0: yeah. Miracle Whip is some ghetto shit. That's I don't like mayonnaise. It's for ghetto white people. Mayonnaise trash. I like mayo. That's that's, nah. that's high end white people shit.
1: I like both, but nah. it depends. Like if I'm making a, this is gonna sound like some white people shit too. But if I'm making man, like man, tuna man. melt,
2: <laughs> definitely some white people shit. You either got to live in a trailer park or a basement apartment to eat
0: Miracle Whip. It's just not natural.
1: No, I'll use I mayo work
0: for that. i Miracle yes, Whip sure is sure mad is. fast, man, for real. Sure. No, that's what's up. We're going to get into a, um, uh, another uh, Leo serial killer a little bit later on in the show. Um, both of y'all have um, watched the King Von documentary. We're going to talk about uh, some of that. We're going to talk about your man, Franklin Saint, Franklin's freedom. I think there's a lot of interesting. Nuances to I do too, G. I think that shit was brilliant to the
2: ending of that show. I, you know, I'm a super duper fan of The Wire, but I'm 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 almost competing. Nope, I am. Nope, I am, and I and I am, and I'm saying it from this vantage point, man. Like the nuances that you're talking about, yeah, uh, and the reality of Franklin's descent, right? I think you don't see those stories told in that way. And uh it's interesting. What's really interesting, I know I don't know if we're gonna start here or whatever, but what's really interesting is like the responses from the ending. Yeah and in my mind, I'm like, man, did you niggas really grow up in the hood? Cause this is the
0: ending. Not only that, but it was it was just so much to the ending that I, that I don't know is being highlighted in most of the conversations I'm hearing. So I I wanted to have the conversation uh with you here on the show. So we get into that. Um it'd be interesting to see if we caught the same things. Though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh we'll get into that. Uh legendary coach of the Bulls and the Lakers. Two three p with the Bulls, three P with the Lakers. Um Phil Jackson. Um Fuck Boy Phil. You know, exposes himself as an old white man which I don't know I don't know why it has to be surprising at all like, like and I don't know I don't know if surprising is the word it's just like damn feel like that's all that's all I have was like damn feel I can't say I was like surprised but it was like damn uh he uh exposed himself to be um of of racist mind uh even though the entirety of of his fame and fortune uh can be attributed to black men uh even going back to his own playing days, when he won a championship with the Knicks. That wasn't Phil Jackson's team. You know what I mean? That's real. Um, so we'll talk about what he had to say and why absolute foolishness. I mean, the the shit that pisses them off is be that's what be like bothering me. Like that's what you mad about? Damn, son! I um, see you ain't got Tank on the list. Who? Tank. Tank. Yeah, Javante.
2: Oh. I'm surprised you ain't got tank on the list.
0: Don't worry, we're not we're not gonna get into any of the show before no. we talk about tank. Okay. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> um, also, um, the the draft is coming up. Uh, the draft will drop the same day as as this podcast. So the draft will be coming on uh, later tonight. And the Bears got the ninth pick. Been doing a whole lot of running around, and people, I'm I'll be so glad when this draft is over after this weekend because it's been three four months of. Pure speculation about what they're going to do. And people then came out with 15 mock drafts. That's my f- uh, mock draft 15.0. And then when the draft comes, I'm like, see, I told you they're going to pick him. Of course you was right in one of these motherfucking dr- mock drafts. Knock mm-hmm. it off. I'm so sick of this shit, man. But I've been making the rounds to, you know, do the interviews and whatnot and guest spots on different sports shows talking about the Bears. So I'll be glad when this is over. I'm excited about it, though. The Bears got a really good chance to get. A lot of good help. So I'm I'm excited to see what Ryan Pose, they staff do. They got a black president, black GM, black quarterback. Uh so I'm 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 intrigued about what they what they do with this draft. So uh if you into that, you know, enjoy the draft tonight. Uh and Friday and Saturday as well. Last weekend mm-hmm. tank, Tanks. tank. Tank, 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 tank. So are you are you ready to to recant once and for all that you do not think you can beat the fuck out of Tank Davis? No, I'm not. And I think you all are taking this shit out of context. There's only one context. He'll be your ass, you'll be his ass. Which context are you viewing this thing through? I think context is everything. I think environment
2: is everything. I think in the ring, tank fucks me up because there's rules. I think outside the ring,
0: I'll beat the fuck out of Tank. In this studio right here, you beat Tank ass, the fuck out of him.
2: Wow,
0: that is unbelievable.
2: Oh well, fuck it. That's what you. That mean. is
0: literally unbelievable. It's taking eight months. You believe that?
2: Yes, nigga. Wow. He weighs one hundred and forty-four pounds.
0: And if
1: he my hits son sh- weighs one hundred and eighty. I thought he weighed one hundred and thirty-five a- pounds.
2: Yeah,
0: and and and, and one forty-four <laughs> after the weigh-in. It's one. He walks at one fifty. And if your son. Have been trained to box like tank, he beat your ass he, too. He'd have a greater chance. <laughs> a greater chance. That's it though. It's something something is wrong with you, man. Oh, something is wrong with you. And you would be here apologizing and shit. I'll be here laughing. I would not be apologizing. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be hit you 15 times before you even knew the fight started. I can't I'm done with you. I'm I thought I thought this was after this last.
2: Three of them bitches off. He would. I, and if I'm not sleep. It's lights out, nigga.
0: I thought I thought after this last one you might have came around and we wouldn't need to talk about this no more. Uh, this Clearly, you was gonna take hold on the to the conversation I wanted to have. Salute
2: to Tank for whooping Ryan Garcia's ass.
0: Hundred percent. I was very, right? very glad about that. Now he was this was
2: touted the biggest fight of his career. Mm-hmm. Salute to Tank for a bunch of other reasons too, man. Let me say this, man. Tank is a is a pound for pound uh great boxer. Mm -hmm. He gets the the notoriety for being a knockout puncher. But he went into that fight knowing that Ryan Garcia has knockout power as well. Mm -hmm. And to watch him strategically beat that motherfucker down was a beautiful thing to see.
0: Because he boxed him. He didn't fight him, he boxed him. He boxes all the time and he picks his spots. He downloads a lot of information early in fights that he then uses in the mid to late rounds to put you on your ass. Ryan Garcia made the fatal mistake of Pressing in him the too ring. soon of getting in the ring. <laughs> That's the fatal mistake he made. That's mistake number one. <laughs> but once he was in there, he would have lasted longer had he not pressed the issue. Tank was so conservative in round one. I don't think Tank threw a punch in round one. He was round.
2: conservative the whole fight, really?
0: But in round one, I, like he really didn't throw a punch. He was just moving backwards. He was watching how Ryan throwing his. He was setting up his timing. And then I think because of that, Ryan Garcia, the crowd, his corner, his trainers— even the people I was in the room watching the fight with that wanted him to win for whatever reason was excited. Tank scared. Wait, wait, wait. You was in the room with black people who wanted him to win? I was in a mixed room. Man, you gotta get rid of them friends. Um <laughs>
2: the fuck out kind of niggas is y'all.
0: Yeah, it was a fight? It was strange. Of
2: all things, you never It was strange. You would have got kicked out of my house if you was my father's child. You look hey. for a white man in my house? Even hey. though he's not a white man, he's too light to be Yeah It was
0: guys. different. If my father's house it was niggas and white people. <laughs> <laughs> Us and them, damn <laughs> um, it. But anyway, he, he came out. So we come out of the second round and he's just aggressive, like hella aggressive. Ryan Garcia is. He throwing all these wild ass punches and Tank just grabbing him and grabbing him. Like, look at me grabbing him. He's scared, he's scared, he's scared. I'm like, he's just timing this up. Like, dude, throwing these wild ass punches, he's going to get his ass knocked the fuck out. But Throw that wild ass punch. Tank though. dunked it, left, set that left hook right on his chin, I, put that boy on his back.
2: I will say this, though. He was, Tank wasn't just grabbing him just cuz. He was grabbing the niggas. He got knockout power, and he is gauging them his strategy. Exactly. One thing I will say about Ryan Garcia though, mm-hmm. when Tank grabbed him, he bombed his way out them grabs. He never let. Yeah, him and yeah. I
0: f- fuck with that. I said no, no doubt. He, he was he had gotten in his head that he could just beat Tank ass. Yeah, he was foolish for that. Something man. happened. In, something happened to him in between that first and second round. He was like. This nigga don't want to fight me. He didn't throw no punches. I'm finna beat his ass. Boy, you are drunk. Okay? You walked right into that trap, threw all in wild punches, and then got dropped on your ass in that second round. Once he felt tank power on his chin... Change the whole fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm not walking in. There no Once point. you know a nigga can knock you out, you like, ooh, it just no it just change your approach. And so he was different and after that. To the you know, and then Tank just body shotted him until he couldn't take no more body shots.
2: Dumb niggas or the casual fight fans, because Tank was body shotting the whole night, which was part of strategy. They don't understand the cumulative effect of. They those. don't understand how that shit works. No, right. Not only does it fucking hurt, but it also tires you out. Yes. In turn, it takes some of the power off his own knockout ability, right? So he has the longer reach. He's taller. If Tank fights him like Tank fights people, Tank gets knocked the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So Tank has to tire his ass out, i.e. body shots. Let me take some of this snap off this motherfucking power so when I do decide to go to war with this motherfucker, he can't just viably knock me out. Right, but also tank hits hard, 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 hard. Right, so a motherfucker who ain't never been in the fight. They was like, "Oh, that's rigged." No, bitch ass nigga. Yeah, you can go down from a body shot. It, it happens all the time.
0: It was some. It was some of that in the room I was in too. And the, the 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 knockout punch wasn't super clean. It wasn't super flush. It was not the most violent body shot he had delivered the whole fight. But it just adds up, G. Like you know what I'm saying? If you just like them fucking video games, They used to have your little your life bar at the top. And it go down low. The last punch might be a smack. That shit just over with. Like you don't got no more. G. He body shot that man until he couldn't take no more. So once he hit him in his motherfucking kidney like that, so And he wrapped it up like a champion.
2: G. I fuck with him, man. The way he talked about Ryan Garcia, the way he carried himself after the fight, even the comments he had after the fight. They started to talk about other fights. He was like, man, I'm living in this moment. You know, I realized that this makes me the face of boxing. Mm-hmm. Tank set, his, set himself set itself up for a lot more money to come his way because of the way he handled this shit. No doubt, the whole shit, the, the knockout from a body blow, the way I communicated after the fight, I fuck with the whole thing. Man, it was a good look for Tank that
0: night. Whole whole thing was definitely dope for Tank. Uh, did you see the beginning of the fight? Did you see it before the fight? Did you was see O'Block the represented Did this? you see the entrance to the ring from Young Tank yeah, Davis? They gotta love Sosa, Chief Keith.
2: I, you know I got the argument about that shit with the fight party I was at. What he was like, man, this nigga yeah, Chief Keefe. I said, man, you niggas know who Chief Keefe is, the hip hop.
0: No, they don't.
2: They don't. They don't. Like he, Chief Keefe is Steph Curry of hip hop, bro.
0: He changed the game. That's yes, for sure. He, yeah, changed, he
2: changed music.
0: He changed the game. That that is a hundred percent sure. I saw Chief Keefe in uh, at the Roots in Philly last year, and it was so funny because like. He was the only one. This is a music festival. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers coming in from everywhere. He the only one that had fifty-seven niggas with him on the staff. like, how did you how did you get all these niggas here, man? And he
2: don't fit in the Roots Fest. It, Chief Gibbs wouldn't be a person I would think to see at the Roots Fest.
0: Well, he was there. Him, uh, uh what's the dude's name from from Gary? Uh shit. Freddy Freddie Gibbs, Gibbs was there, Gibbs was there. I
2: can see Gibbs being there.
0: Yeah. Gibbs got a diverse catalog. Yeah. Chief Keefe is Chief Keefe. Hey, if you don't think them people was all standing was going up, going crazy. motherfucker. I know
2: that was going crazy. I just said <laughs> I wouldn't expect to see Chief Keith yeah. on the bill.
0: Yeah, it was wild. You he was there. I mean? But uh Chief Keefe brought came out to the ring, brought Tank out to the ring as his, you know, uh, entrance performer, if you will, that's become so popular. Uh Chief Keefe came out with him and did and, and you know, did his Chief Keefe thing. Ryan Garcia came out to like some Alright, Garcia think he like Gospel baby Jesus. This shit. Like, like, this he thinks he, he like sweet baby Jesus. gonna no my ass up. Yeah, and he be gambling and shit all the time. So he was like, he a hypocrite. He always talking this Jesus shit. He be gambling and shit. I <laughs> be seeing him drunk. <laughs> and you know what? a yeah, Mexican. I want this to be the last time where they do the fucking. I bet my whole purse on the fight because them two got on like Instagram live. And mm. I bet you my heart, boy. Listen, it's the biggest check of your life. You are not gonna give him that money, like, and you don't control the check. Right, but even if you deposit it and you send it to him, you're not going to do that. Yeah, but they don't deposit it like that. You, you may wave if you get the check.
2: No other boxer gets the check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get an allowance off the check, well, motherfucker. Let's keep it a bed. He wasn't going to do that, man. But yeah, he came He came out with Chief Keef. Uh To your point, change the rap game, man. Change the rap game. Change the course of hip-hop. Change the course of a lot of cities and, and a lot of laughs where a lot of people. You talk about uh you know what chief keef did and what that meant for the little durks and the g Herbals of the world and uh the king von documentary uh recently came out king von rose to fame the same way uh drill music in chicago i don't know how fully known this is across the country right about how Intricate and how detailed and how real some of these songs be to what actually take place on the ground in Chicago, right? To to a lot of people, it's just a fucking song, right? A lot of people people smoking tuka in New York, and then you gotta apologize. Who's that? Like Young M A. Young M A. was talking about smoking tuka and this that in the third. And it's like, shorty, you don't even know that's a real person. You know what I'm saying? And it's a whole it's a whole thing behind it. But um, King Von comes up through that. The documentary is out. You've seen it. What was your your take on it? To the point you just made, I think casual listeners don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. I think around the country, fans who really into that shit, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I remember watching an episode of you know Gilly doing Gilly on Instagram type of shit. Yeah, he was talking to one of his sons. They having this whole back and forth dialogue about drill music and uh, participants in drill music, and Shorty legitimately knew neighborhoods, people, blocks. And, and Gilly was like What the fuck wrong with you Right He was like Why you know that much About another nigga life Right Right But Gilly, what Gilly was missing And we was talking A little bit off air of What I was trying to explain To E was that That shit is currency They're selling these It's like a soap opera But it's like a It's like a reality show soap opera You know what I mean So I'm selling entertainment Through the lives That I damage, Destroy Murder Whatever the fuck it is hmm. So it's not really the music The motherfuckers is buying It's the story of who these people are. Mm-hmm. King Vaughn was the genuine article, right? He was an authentic representative of that energy, right? So, whereas you get Chief Keith, for example, mm-hmm. Chief Keith made, he was the first kind mm-hmm. of to really blow off this shit, right. but he's not the genuine article, not in the same sense as a King Vaughn. Chief Keefe is from the element, he's from the environment, but he ain't built like that. The people around him would talk about he wasn't built like that. Most of them cats ain't built like that,
0: at least in the early phase. He got validation from his shooting of the police charge.
2: And he got validation from the group of people he was attached to. Sure. You know what I mean? So what what happens is, is in the subculture, and this ain't even about drill music, this is about Chicago life, right? So... God damn it, I'm 50 years old, and through my associations, I still get to kind of, you know, oh, that's such and such homie, or oh, that's ease back, or don't push the envelope too far, because he be with, you know what I'm saying? I've had real beasts with official street niggas who won't really pull it with me, because they know who I'm connected to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like, even though I'm not playing in the lane they playing in, they know if they bring it to me in that way, they're going to have to play with some people who are willing to play like they're willing to play, right? So it's like, all right, let that shit go. You know what I mean? So, Vaughn, in the documentary, they talk about how early on, he wasn't even interested in rap. Caught a charge, beat a charge, had to sit down for like three years, came home, started rapping. Started rapping at the behest of Dirk, right? And if I'm thinking really into it, which this was not part of the conversation, if I'm really thinking about it though, because of the ties that Dirk has, because of the relationship Dirk has, because of the energy that Dirk spews, it's probably the Dirk's benefit to Have a King Von right next to me all the time, you know what I mean?
0: No, you that I mean, that's that's just all that's kind of how it's always been in terms of that 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 line between the streets and hip hop. If you're trying to play it that way, you go back to like Gone Squad, Bump wasn't a nigga to be scared of, he he really wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He, it but wasn't Bump, all the mother niggas that was close, right? Were it wasn't Bump, and yeah. no disrespect to Bump, you know no, what I'm saying? Not Bump, at all. It's the homie, whatever, but he wasn't the, like if he was like here come the falls, or here come Goons. it wasn't like you think yeah. bump finna come you know what I'm saying well, it was I like
2: five other niggas that was gonna yeah. be in that cottage, you probably should be worried about they with all that Yeah,
0: that's why they're here
2: that's why they're here they <laughs> with all that <laughs>
0: they, 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 they but with that's all the that. traditional story
2: it's a different thing when you make all them other five and I don't wanna name their and they name, become rappers and now they on stage with your ass right. you know what I mean I don't, but again so I think Dirk and his, and his rise to fame and celebrity and you think about it as they grew their crews got a little more dis- uh, dissenting. They separated, right? Chief Keefe, you ain't see him with Dirk. Right. They had public beefs and right. public issues right. and all that type of shit. And all this shit really is like high school beef that turned into nice. blood shit. You know what I mean? And, and really at a lot of levels, man, I say this too, man, Chicago eats young black boys, man.
0: It just does. And I think it's a different time that we're living in to where that can't even be a currency. You know what I mean? To where being a savage in the neighborhood can be an actual currency that you can get some notoriety off of, that you can get some popularity off of, you can get some social capital off of. And I don't know that the activity itself is so much different. Like, I can I can go back to before social media and think about just some of the beefs that I knew from around the way. It's like, yeah, that shit would have been crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, 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 if them niggas was out today, what that would have looked like on social media. Um,
2: I think it's all hyper, though. I don't think the philosophy is different. Even in the documentary, they say this a lot, too, right? It was like, Von was a handsome cat. Von was all the shit he said he was, right? He would beat your ass if it came to that. He he had them hands. Mm -hmm. He would shoot you if it came to that. He wasn't
0: wasn't shy about that. shy about that shit. Mm -hmm.
2: And if it came to that, he could fuck your bro, right? So, shout out to my cousin, Fonz Bullgold, the brother. That was Fonz, <laughs> dead ass. Pretty nigga could beat your ass. We wasn't shoot niggas. That's the only difference. It wasn't hyper like that. Mm-hmm. But he was—he fuck your broad. He beat you. you. You can't really do nothing with this nigga. I can't win with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? But every neighborhood had that nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? For and some. he lived off that energy. And the niggas around him understood that they're packing on it. You know what I mean? And there's a
0: lot of benefits to that. <laughs> It's a lot of day-to-day benefits to 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 being that person. But just how that street, how the shit was, like, niggas would just, I know people that would have been, like, superstar, Like, a nigga like Mikael. Mikael was, the, Mikael was the first and probably only MC I've ever known. And why we was on 73rd and Jeffrey. Why I
2: know Mikael?
0: Because he's the only MC I've ever known. That's why. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, on the south side on 73rd and Jeffrey, Mikael was the fucking MC. like, you, a uh, what? All right man, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? But him and this dude, Big Mac, used to be f- forever. Ever, 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 ever. It was always on site, and it was like both of them niggas was charismatic. Both of them small niggas, but charismatic and completely with the shit. They would have been fucking superstars in this fucking era. You know what I'm saying? It's just superstars of death and destruction.
1: So, so like, is the appeal, of, or part of the appeal, right? So, they in the documentary in the documentary, they talked about how a lot of rappers were... You know, saying all the stuff that they did in their songs. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. they, but they might have been it might have been cap. It might have been fake. Right. But King Von, you were able to tie what he said in the songs to shit that he mm-hmm. tweeted mm-hmm. or put on social media videos. You know, just talking about the different things yeah. like that. That's what made it so interesting. And then even more appealing because then now you got bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like creating a bigger monster with the celebrity.
2: Exactly. Think about the Jay Verse though. Couldn't talk about it if you ain't lived. it, hmm Right? Part of Jay's allure is motherfuckers like, no, Jay really was
0: that nigga. Right. He really right. was that hustler. He man. really parked 95 bricks outside of 950 State Street. Which I doubt.
2: <laughs> Dead ass. You know what I'm saying? Like the logic of that being real is far fetched. Not to say Jay wasn't a street nigga or a hustler. But even if you know the story of Rockefeller, it wasn't Jay Money that made that. Right. Right, yeah. So if you was that guy Not to say you don't get it You know what I mean Or you wasn't in the world like that But you was right about the niggas you were standing next to mm-hmm. You know what I mean Who, Which is documented Them niggas they went to jail after y'all had 20 years of success <laughs> You understand what I'm saying So obviously they were doing some shit You know what I mean mm-hmm. But think about the allure and what the fan craves for No Pac was really him No Jay was really him right? Ice Cube wrote all of NWA's lyrics. Nobody confuses Ice Cube with that nigga. Ice Cube being as great as Ice Cube is, I know we don't want to get into this conversation, but we can legitimately for Ice Cube's Reputation and what he achieved, he could be considered in that greatest of all times conversation. No doubt, he legitimately could, but nobody talks about him like that Mm -hmm. because he's not the genuine article. The niggas start doing family movies and shit, (laughs) you know, dead ass, right? So you come down the line a little bit more, different generations, and now you got motherfuckers who really—they have to really do this to sell the story.
0: But people have always currency. People have always found that to be entertaining and valuable. I mean, you go back to like Biggie and Pac, and how many people made money off their beef? Ultimately, it got both of them killed, right? But how much money was made off of that shit? How many people egged that shit on? Or you can go back to fucking ancient times and like the fucking Roman Coliseum and shit. Like, just go get two motherfuckers and have them fight to one of them motherfuckers dead, and watch how many people come pay to see it. Like, you know what I'm saying?
2: So, for me, this moves into the last thing we got written down, Mm -hmm. right? Even Pac, though. Right I don't know much I ain't gonna say big Cause I don't know big story As much as I know Pac's story Pac was the son Of a Black Panther Yeah He was a Juilliard student Yeah He was a creative He was not A thug Right Right But as you get This certain allure And this certain fame And this certain value I said You start becoming The caricature You start becoming The character It be It's like the niggas Who act in the movies And you be like Man The nigga boys in the hood the nigga who pulled the pistol out of boys in the hood killed Ricky at the end. hmm Right? That nigga was a trained actor. Mm-hmm. He couldn't let go of that role, though. hmm The nigga's in jail now for like 50 years for murdering
0: motherfuckers. <laughs> what? Not for so real. I'm dead ass. What? He might even be dead, actually. I'm but, dead But ass. yeah, he, he went straight down that road. Like, he That's just crazy. Started really, started but, really hanging but with it's a whole lot
1: shit. of
2: them stories were actors. They get into these roles and they become the character.
0: I remember the Jamie Foxx talking about LL Cool J. Yo, man, LL Cool J uh, they be, they on, on the, the set though. on the set of Any Given Sunday. He was like, he was like, he thought we were really on a team. He thought we were really playing football.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, but to you, but too, you said something when you talked about um, Tupac becoming a caricature. Was it that, or was it that the environment? that we talk about even with the King Von situation was just starting to happen, right? Because his mom, you know, they moved into a different neighborhood, right? The the drugs started and all that stuff, so was he just becoming his environment? No, because for four or
2: five years before niggas started talking about Tupac, he was Humpty dancing next to Shaq G. Right. As a grown man, he wanted to be on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Found a voice, Separated from that crowd of people and became that guy, became death row, became that energy. You could find videos on YouTube of this nigga dancing around with Shaq G in in costumes and shit, right? So the thug persona was not there, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It wasn't part of it. Now when he found his, it was, pop embodies all of what all black manhood is about in a lot of ways, right? We all wear this fucking mask of tough because we don't have no other fucking power. So when you get back down to King Vaughn, who's at the very bottom of that totem pole, tough is all I got to offer the world. I wanted to be
0: Bishop more than he wanted
2: to be a backup dancer. True indeed. Like, once he
0: was Bishop, he was
2: like, this is. It's almost like the dude in.
0: The- once he was Bishop, the- the he was like, this nigga I want to be.
2: I'm a roll with this character. I'm a roll with this character. And he rolled with this character. And the energy that he created from that character created the energy around his death. Yeah. You know what I mean It just is what it is Even King Von For that matter You think about all The demon shit He did in the hood Yeah And how the universe work The universe killed A nigga with some Rapper shit You know The one world That he was separating Himself from
0: all that Demon shit The rap world killed Using him. that demon stuff To get to that Yeah place. And, and it then, wasn't that world to kill him there. It was the rap world to killed him it's 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 uh you brought that energy to yourself, bro. It's a different situation, man. So and
2: and it's interesting, right? I, I had I was perplexed with this shit because I did have this conversation with my homie when King Vaughn died. It's almost difficult to look at that shit as a Chicagoan in the sense that he's still one of ours, mm-hmm. right? And and I know how hard it is to be one of ours. I know how difficult it is to be in this city, right? I had a conversation this weekend with Brother Joseph and even conversations with my own son. My son come from a good family. It's the truth. I come from a good family. I terrorized 95th Street for a little while. In turn, my father had to send me to see the to and it wasn't on no scare straight shit. I can't teach you to be the criminal nigga you trying to be. Go learn from the best, so at least you don't start out as a, with a deficit. I've had the same exact conversation with my son. I can't stop you from the streets, nigga. If that's what you want, it's gonna be there for you forever. But I always tell them it's an education happening out there every day, nigga. You behind the curve. And to, be a, to get an F in that world, is it, you, it's not coming back from that. Hmm. Right? So, but again, with all the amenities that my son has, all the amenities that I had in context to the motherfuckers around me, I ain't had amenities my son has.
1: Right? That shit is still appealing. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. with it being a currency? It's a currency. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's crazy because that's what was mind boggling to me. And then to you even saying like he was still one of ours. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing all the things that he did and seeing that like you clearly don't have a care in the world about people's lives that you've taken. Fucked up. You still. You want still. To you still want a rule? That's crazy. Yeah, like man. I, th- I definitely found myself being like, damn, why he had to die.
0: I think it's kind of our nature. I think we root for the villains in the movies all the time. I talk about the white all the time. I didn't want Avon to get locked up. You know what I'm saying? I, I, didn't, want, I didn't want Marlo not to win. I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though I knew these motherfuckers was absolute terrorists. You know what I'm saying? But that's just just how we are, especially when you can relate to them, especially when you the view them as yours.
1: I was why like, do, why do we want that? Even seeing the, even seeing the documentary and knowing that, um, you know, all these things happened. That to the day he died, he was still talking shit. He was still on that. He w- didn't seem like he had no plans on stopping. He started the fight, you know, that led to his demise. A, Why do we still?
0: We understand them. We understand them more than we understand a Wall Street banker. I don't know you know what, what I'm saying? I, like we just we just understand them more. We we relate to them more on a different level. And I don't let Wall Street bankers off the hook either. They kill motherfuckers every day.
2: I think it's All the after effects of white supremacy, though, right? And I think that we don't see a lot of wins. It's niggas celebrating OJ Mm -hmm. after, the, you know, he don't go to jail. right? You know what I mean? It's like the win is so rare. Regardless of how you got there, bro, salute. Right, the story is relatable. You get it. You know what I mean? Salute, you got there. But, again, it's also through the lens of what we define as a win. Is it a win that you killed our daughters and our sons? Is it a win that you sold X amount of crack? To the to the Franklin Saints story, is it a win that you sold that much crack? Is you a win? It ain't a
0: win. No, but everybody wanted Franklin to get his seventy three million and and live happily ever after. Hear what I'm saying? I did. No.
2: Hear what I'm? Is it again? It's about our own warped ass sensibilities. Is what is what, what 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 B says. Mm-hmm. You cannot revolt against that in what you love, right? So even though this shit is murderous and killing us, when you win behind it. We celebrate it. It's the reason why we celebrate billionaires. The pie didn't get bigger. They taking more of your shit, but we yeah. celebrate them for doing it. In full agreement. It's fucked up. It's a yeah. sickness. Okay. It's the yeah. American sickness. We
0: are attached to gluttony at any cost. Yeah, but when you playing that game, it's it's for keeps. Like you said, that f that that f is for forensics. You feel me? Like that. It's not a game when you playing out there. Yeah, ain't no um, retakes on this bitch. Nah. Um, you mentioned Franklin Saint. Uh, snowfall just wrapped up. Series finale happened. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it and you're watching it from behind. Um The ending was wild as hell, son. The ending was fucking great to me. Like see was that season six? Season five, the writing was so off the wall, I was damn near ready to give up on it. But I was too invested to not come back with season six. Season six I, I fucked with season five too. I didn't. I think season six they 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 might have they might have resurrected. Uh, John Singleton, Joe. He, some, he might have did some Easter shit with his last... Or either he had the, he had the conclusion ready. I don't know. Because they had to the fill in season five and they start throwing in tigers and bears and all kind of weird shit. But season six was fire. And the ending, I couldn't believe his mama. Sissy sing. How you gonna take seven, 35, 36 bands out my pocket right here and just murk this man? What is wrong with you? I support his mama. I don't. <laughs> but that was
2: part of the nuance though I don't So I was pissed at So Sissy. what I'm Sissy did Is Sissy. the conversation we just had About King Von mm-hmm. What Sissy did Was said No nigga This ain't the win And That's so why I asked you I want to know We got the same things Because you sure. wrote it As Franklin's Freedom Yeah there was the, the end scene When he's talking to his partner Talking to Leon Yeah when he's talking to Leon He's yeah, losing yeah. his last Piece of property He's yeah. losing He didn't lost He ain't got a dollar to his name He had to ask Leon for ten dollars Yeah It's right? It's over, right? But there's a sign on the door talking about we're about to seize this house for back taxes. They talk about it on their way to the legacy.
0: Leon, like, I'll pay them for it. He like, nah, He's I'll like, them nah, take man, that I ain't you. tripping
2: on that shit. When he gets back, the motherfucking county sheriff is at the crib seizing the house. And Leon was like, Frank, I told you, I got you. And he was like, nah, man, I'm free. Um, exactly.
0: I'm free. Fuck that shit. What do you think that meant? I think it's the conversation that we've had here on this show several, several times. The only people that get to wake up and do whatever the fuck they want are the uber-wealthy and the uber-poor. It's pure freedom. He had been attached to so many things for so much time. All while he had the money and the cars and the houses and the clothes... He wasn't free to do shit. His day was dictated by whenever the fuck his beeper went off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to move here. You got to go there. You got to balance this thing with the streets and the projects, this thing with the CIA and the DEA. Like, you got to balance all of this shit going on, your family shit. He was never, ever free. And then when he don't have nothing, no expectations on you, no responsibilities, no pressure. Yeah, I look toe down. My teeth fucked up. My crib gone. I live outside. I ain't never been this free, even when I had 100 million.
2: So... The things are one thing, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The things are one thing, but I think it's free from the idea. Getting back to King Vaughn, getting back to why we celebrate Avon, getting back to celebrating of of of, of OJ, mm-hmm. right? Do you watch the whole series? Whole thing. So in the first se- season, in the first scene episode, I mean, there's a he sees his daddy walking down the street under the same mat, mm-hmm. drunk as fuck. Near the street. Yeah. And he despises him. Yeah. I don't want to be that nigga. Yeah. Right? The oh, the oh, oh, this nigga ain't shit. The idea of who his father is. Mm -hmm. You don't know your
0: daddy's story, though. You don't know your daddy brilliant and 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 a warrior. You don't know his story. He's a brilliant warrior.
2: All you see is the after effects of the story. Now keep in mind too. The season, the story starts in '83. Mm -hmm. First episode is 1983. It comes across the screen. Last episode was 1990. Franklin had a seven year run, my nigga. The mic. Which Franklin had a seven year run. Not even a seven year run, because this last episode starts off and says three years later. <laughs> he had a four year run. Four years ain't shit. No, nah, it's a short time, but. Right? Who had longer runs? His. I ain't talking about the run itself, yeah. right? I'm talking about the opportunity to see the highs and the lows and then come to a consciousness of the reality.
0: Yeah, Franklin, like 24, 25. Right, right. You and in I'm that saying? time period
2: when he had nothing, he let go of the idea. All of this shit was about his attachment to an idea. The whole story was about his attachment to an idea. I ain't going to be my daddy. Fuck what you talking about. That's how the story starts. Mm-hmm. I'm a brilliant kid going to this good-ass school. I lose my scholarship. Throughout the whole story, he talks about, fuck these white people. He, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. He is daddy child. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall a uh, victim to the rules of this white man's world. I get the opportunity to come make this capital. That's why he
1: built
2: I feel. Right? I ain't going to be my daddy, nigga. I'm balling out this bitch. Mm-hmm. Even when he don't got the 73 million, you know what he got? He got two, three downtown skyrises. Mm-hmm. Right? The biggest one of all of them, dude walks to the door to have one to bad that. When he on his last. He like, no. No. Because still attached to the idea that I can be him. Mm-hmm. I can be him at the. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Eventually loses that because all the women in his life, that's another conversation we can have. All of them fucked them at some point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of them played the game with him at some point too. All of them. Right? Uh but in the down, in the loss of all of that, he gets back to you know what? This is a lie. All this shit is a lie. That's what I got from. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I'm free.
0: Yeah, he had, he had run that course and saw it from beginning to end, and then the, the 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 clarity on the back end of it to realize that all of that shit was a facade. It's all a facade. It was all bullshit.
2: But going back to episode one, season one, does he change his perspective of who his father is? Does he have a different understanding? Because his whole shit, this whole seven years was really in rejection to the idea of who my father is.
0: Yeah, and even, even up until the end, he didn't, he didn't have that type of value or respect for his father's journey. Now, out on the street, he, I, I imagine he'll, he'll have a different perspective of it. But before then, when he was fighting tooth and nail to try to get his bread back, uh, the white dude told him. He like, he like, look, man, your father, he's like, I don't give a fuck about him. You know what I'm saying? He tried to, he's still alive. I don't give a fuck if he's alive, dead. I don't give a fuck about it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Another nuanced story though.
2: Mm-hmm. Can't revolt against that and what you love. We saw him sacrifice his mama for that money. Yes. Right? His mama sacrificed the CIA agent for what she loved, not the money. I want my son, and I know if this nigga does this. That was the conversation she had before they went to get the money. Mm-hmm. She said, Franklin, I'll do this with you.
0: But, but we ain't you never going to again. never see me again?
2: Yeah, yeah fuck you, mom.
0: Let's go. Yeah. And mama knew right there. It was over with. It's over with. He came back wanting to sell the house. She like, get the fuck on. She I'm ain't gonna have a conversation shit. with you. Nah. Uh, I will say this about Sissy. I don't like when people... I don't like motherfuckers playing both sides. And I know she was only... Tr- the whole time, she was just trying to find her way to navigate this space while remaining close to her son. And so... At some point, she's like, nah, and then she's like, okay, I probably gotta get with him on this shit, just keep him close. But you can't play both sides of it like that. You can't send a kid those types of mixed messages. It's cool, it ain't cool, it's cool, it ain't cool. Either it's cool or it ain't cool. But then when he get there, when, when he's completely out of his mind, you didn't watch him go on this journey. Get completely out of his mind and caught up in the money and all that. You expect him at the last moment to walk away from his 37 million? Nah, he's not gonna make that choice. You have allowed him to see this life He got all these builders and shit You was in real estate All this shit came from you You played the game You helped him out with this money Get all this shit And then you like I watched it destroy you So now I'm gonna take it from you I think they
2: all Are caught up in the sickness of America though mm-hmm. I think our whole lives is lived in that Gray area Right I, I just think it's, it's no way to really separate From the system it's no really really way to separate from the activity, right? Sissy, it, and we, this is not in the storyline. Mm-hmm. She married the husband, who was a black panther. In a lot of ways, Franklin and his daddy are the same exact nigga. Yeah, no doubt. Right? If we go back just to the history of the panthers, what was the panthers, right? They created Free Breakfast. They was here for the community. They helped the community in any way possible. Although Franklin was providing poison throughout the story, he was the most moral motherfucker in the story. He was trying by putting people on, right in his mind. He's helping the community. Right. He was putting motherfuckers on that he didn't fuck with. Right. Right. I want this to happen this way. Right. You know what I mean. Leon wanted to kill, a man boy. No motherfucker. You can't kill man boy. You can't kill man boy. You know what I mean. This ain't how we rocking out here. Right. But again, as the motherfucker, so You don't like
0: the way another motherfucker
2: talk. Right. Right. But as the story goes on. He becomes more and more ruthless, more and more savage because his morals are not attached or, or, or devoid of anything that's not attached to that money. In the end, he goes to Leon, his best friend. Says, first, he got a half a ticket from that nigga a week before. Half a mil. That he blew. Come back to Leon, like, how much money you got? Leon said, I got three million. He don't really ask for it. He said, good, give me the three million. Like, it's just his. Right. Right, and Leon I put says, y'all on And Leon says no And he don't even say no
0: in a about way the like money.
2: Fuck you He said no in the way like Bro you losing
0: this it That's why your mama ain't giving it to you.
2: you You wildin bro Chill the fuck out Right What's he say to Leon Nigga I take it Right Your man Who just gave you half a ticket Less than a week ago Your yeah, man You ain't attached to no moral ba- You are not bound by
0: no relationship anymore None of this shit matters
2: None of this shit matters
0: Right It's all about me and my
2: it's me and mine
0: but that's that's the game, G.
2: Not I mean, even me and mine me. Fuck my, I mean my, baby mama, my aspirations, all that, my shit.
0: plans. That's yeah, er- everybody, mama, daddy, American, greed like, and ego, bro. Yeah, all all all, all of that was second and we think
2: day. We can play and judge and play the game. It's like I said the other day about here I am forcing these ideas on my son. That I don't even believe in. That's what America
0: makes you do. You gotta play. Yeah. But you gotta it, fucking play. But everybody played it that way. What? What's the auntie name? Uh, what the fuck her name was? She should have died in that warehouse. Because she was trifling as hell. Your husband just told you, we got enough money. I'm done. Let's go out the game. You, no. What's enough? Exactly. My point. Right. They all played it that cutthroat ass way. Every, I, what
2: I'm arguing is that every American plays that cutthroat ass way. If you see the opportunity, most times you're going to take it. Now, my, You might not shoot a motherfucker, right? right? And that's kind of the story I was telling about King Vaughn. Yeah, we look at Vaughn and be like, man, that's fucked up. But it's 1,800 King Vaughns in my generation that the world don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in regards to shoot motherfuckers. I just mean in regards to the ideas and thoughts behind, them, I'll do whatever to get to this end goal. That's the American way. Right, we have motherfucking colloquialisms like you got to step on people to get to the top. That's a common terminology. Mm-hmm. If you were to say that shit in certain
0: cultures, they look at you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right, we all rise. That's a normal conversation here, that's the American dream. That's what's so great about the American dream is you can become whoever you want to be. You can go do whatever you want. You can be it ain't got nothing to do with about it, no collective. It ain't, it ain't a us conversation. It ain't. It's, it's a you. You're right. That's it.
2: Rugged individualism, and that's what that story's about. And sissy shooting the motherfucking CIA was like, no, nah, nigga, I'm your mom and I love you. I see the error before you do. I know this path where you you killing yourself, bro.
0: You addicted to this like the dope things you've been serving. But she also knew the path that that would lead him on too. Maybe she chose not. one she chose one destruction over the other.
2: She sacrificed herself to save him. But to save him internally. Right. Not to save this idea. The external shit. Yeah. All right, so I just thought it was I thought it was dope for me, man. And I think if you really in the hood you really from the neighborhood, and I ain't saying motherfuckers, everybody knows a Franklin Saint because he's.
0: Yeah, that's a
2: Real Rick Ross was a rarity. Right. They say he was responsible for 80% of the crack cocaine in America. But we know it on, 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 but on, on a on different level. We all know this story, and, it, and oftentimes it ends like this. And I thought it was dope that they made him an alcoholic and not a dope fiend. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because now it's not the, the the commonality of the story that I'm falling into the life of drugs and addiction, even though alcohol is an addiction. It was the addiction that his daddy had. Yeah. right? It was something that he didn't. He started the first thing again. She was like, he works in the liquor store. The little light-skinned girl that he fucked her life up. He loved his life. Right. She comes in, she's like, you don't drink? No, nah, baby, I ain't. I don't like the way it made me feel. I don't like the way it made me feel. Yeah. And really, I know my daddy an alcoholic. This ain't my shit
0: Yeah And you fall
2: right back In the same path
0: That one shot Took him out That one shot at the bar Life took him out Yeah You know
2: the reality Of life took him out Is what I just said About Chicago man This shit eats black boys But I argue That most major entities Eats black boys In this city Cause white supremacy's Greatest villain Is black boys
0: Hmm Yeah that's not An uncommon story man I'm thinking about Somebody in particular That's, that's That story Is parallel I know telling them niggas parallel you know what I mean to from everything from having the degrees and engineering and DePaul and all this other shit and choosing that and having all the fucking bread all the fucking bread all the cars all of this all of that and to to see them now is like damn even when uh, the dichotomy of the shorty that drunk everyday when,
2: when Leon walks into the house they be like somebody live in this house he be like if you wanna call it that right, you call a, a nothing living. ass nigga it's been four years since he ran this down he had nothing ass, nigga. Now, and they're walking the same path. This ain't gonna happen to me. They they upped on Leon like nigga. Who is you? Right. Just in my neighborhood. Right. And I. This is That's cool too. Shit too. This is cool too. Like at the end when they walking off, they were shooting boys in the hood.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. I, I thought know. that was dope. Yeah. That a was nod
2: dope. to John Singleton.
0: That was dope. You saw yeah, a man. dope boy hat on the shirt when he was a kid he had on the shirt that Doughboy boy had on as a kid you could, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was rough I thought that was a dope ass knock that was a nice little homage for sure mm-hmm. um, Phil Jackson Phil Jackson legendary coach of the Chicago Bulls Los Angeles Lakers uh, coached the Bulls to both three-peats in the 90s and then the Lakers thereafter with Shaq and Kobe recently came out said he no longer supports the NBA uh, doesn't um, support it or follow it or whatever. Said he stopped during the uh, COVID season in 2020 when the when the NBA was playing in the bubble, um, because during that season, um, this was after the George Floyd killing. The NBA had a lot of symbolism for you know social justice and Black Lives Matter on the court. And every player got to choose what they want on their jersey about, you know, equality or justice or whatever it was. And all that was just a bridge too far for one Phil Jackson. He didn't need to see all that Black Lives Matter and racial justice and social equity. And that was that that didn't sit well with Philip Jackson. With Phil Jackson, I'm sorry. And therefore he doesn't fuck with NBA no more.
2: Yeah, white man in America. I agree. Like, think about this, right? Think about the the the, the racial animus that has rise in the last ten years, mm-hmm. and we think about all these sports teams because they pretty much all white owned. They are all white owned, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Even what Mike and Usher and all them, I think they're still white owners in
0: that too, right? Yeah. Well, Mike Mike is the only one that's like a majority owner of a, of a franchise, but mostly they like parts of groups,
2: and yeah. even Mike is a white man, you know what I mean mm. for
0: what it's worth mm.
2: right, so if we think about how much influence black athletes have in those two particular sports, football and basketball, mm-hmm. think about the coaching or management staff about any of them teams that came out with the word of support now you could you could pinpoint a lot of motherfuckers that have words of dissent, mm mm-hmm. For, in regards to words of support You either had a black coach Or I would say Popovich And maybe Steve, Steve Kerr, Kerr. Yeah. I can't think of another In none of those fields That had anything yeah. Either so I'm a or abstain stand. Or I'm a dissent It was The only supporters were Popovich Steve Kerr Yeah You know what I mean yeah. So All Them leagues Rest on the backs
0: of black boys. Yeah, you gotta understand. You talk about the top one percent of America. And you talk about these league owners and these team owners, these white billionaires, mostly of old money. You know what that means in America. You know where that comes from. You know what ideals are behind that. You know what that you know where their political funding campaigns is going. You know what I'm saying? You know what you know what they into. Uh the ideas in front of it too. Huh? The ideas in front of it too. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. It's the truth, right? What they
2: say, million dollar slaves. Nah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. They're they,
0: they going to make their money the same way. So it might look like sports and entertainment over here, and over here it looks like private, investing in private prisons. All you niggas the same to me. You could just shoot and you could you shot somebody. So, But either way, I'm going to get paid off the shit. And that's just the reality of but it. But think man. of that dichotomy, right?
2: Kyrie says, man, I ain't taking a jab. It's them same slaves that come out against Kyrie like. Yeah. He ain't shit. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's the whole mask that Franklin Saint got on. It's the whole mask that King Vaughn got on. You know why Kyrie ain't shit? Cause if I was to take that stand and lose that money and I go back to my neighborhood, I'm Franklin at the end of the movie. And I don't value that. Right. You can't revolt against that in what you love. And in every situation, with they showing you with the F- what the I- what the FBI motherfucker tell Franklin? He was like, "Why did you take my money? You ain't had to take my I'm money." Mine. He said, "Cause I could."
0: Right. It was mad. What the fuck else? What? I put you in. I put you, you in that spot. My money, bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah. By dissenting and not saying nothing. What they are saying is, you mine, nigga. Period. But, for, but from a from a bottom cast like we are as black people in this country, you just see it as like Kyrie. Then white people giving you fifty million dollars, boy, shut the fuck up. He's like, first of all, they're not giving me shit. I'm earning this, and if they if they're paying me fifty dollars, fifty million for what I'm doing, how much am I making them? You know what I'm saying?
2: But for me, Kyrie, stand. It ain't even fully in the way that Franklin did it, but it's that same freedom. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. You don't own me. This don't own me. I'm a man with this or without this. I'm not beholden to this shit. I'm not beholden to this shit. That's a very difficult argument to make. Who? How many motherfuckers you heard since the end of Snowfall celebrated the end? Most motherfuckers were like, man, fuck sissy. Yeah. Yeah. When Franklin himself said, nigga, I'm free. And I'm not saying it was a beautiful
0: ending in the sense of the way it looked. Not a pretty freedom, right? It ain't Freedom ain't free, my nigga. And It ain't tangible like that. It ain't free. The feeling of it, you know what I'm saying? It ain't in things. Nah, nah. It was very, very interesting to see him. I understand
1: that because if you think about like the hustlers or the drug dealers or the life they live and stuff like that, like you said, you always got to answer to that. Yeah, and that's always a problem, even in a relationship. (laughs) 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 Gotta go again. (laughs) Right? It's like you—you never off. Nah. You never off. Nah, you constantly
0: on edge. Franklin didn't have one good night's sleep during his whole four five year run. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was constantly stressing. One he thing feel free I feel Yeah. Like, he feels free as hell to not have to to wake up and, and 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 run that race. And that's the act though, right? But let's let's get outside of the people themselves. Who
2: does Franklin attract as the Franklin at the end? The only motherfucker that's gonna be around him is Leon. Oh yeah. Motherfucker that truly love you. Loves you. Always loves you. Nobody else gonna ever fuck with you. Always loves you. And at the end, he said, Leon, you my best, you friend, my best you. friend. I ain't never had a friend like you, and I'm proud of you, and I love you. And, yeah. But it took for him to get to the nigga the last thing you seen him with Leon, he's like, bitch, I take this from you. Right. You know what I mean? Now whether it be Franklin, whether it be the nba boys whether you cannot revolt against that and what you love and what they love is the attention we've traded the real value of love for attention it's the same fucking shit that social media does to people it's the same shit it's just at lower levels Mm -hmm. it's dope nigga Mm -hmm. right and we've all sacrificed the genuine value of really being valued for attention
0: Mm. do it all the time all the time Listen, man. That's
2: why you can't celebrate, sissy.
0: Do want to mention before we get out of here, uh, demonstration that took place downtown Chicago uh, this past Sunday. Faith leaders and others took to Michigan Avenue. A uh, bunch of men out there marching um, in response to the activity that we saw from the youth downtown the prior week. Um, I saw they had a pretty decent turnout. I think it was you know five, six hundred of them or more, whatever. I actually saw them. I was on my way to WVON for my Saturday show, and I saw them outside. But what do you think about that whole initiative, just in general? I'm gonna sound like a hater, but not much. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Uh, Me and Herb used to operate in this program where it was kind of a dual thing going, where it was like a program called Breaking Bread and the 10,000 Phillies which was like pseudo-backed by the Nation of Islam. One of the things we would do is we would get some of the uh, most violent offenders in the community and we would have dinner with them, right? And we would have dinner in these groups and maybe, and they varied, maybe 40 to 100 at some points, you know what I mean? But the goal of that shit was to have open dialogue between intergenerational open dialogue with both the streets and what we deemed as motivated, driven, successful black men. I remember being in the rooms oftentimes and the conversation from the elder generation would be one that was of judgment, one that was falsified, and it used to offend me, right? And I would used to have to break into them conversations and say, hey man, this ain't what this is. We're gonna be honest in here, right? So let's say we was having a conversation about understanding sex or how you engage in sex Right, the shorties might talk about running the train on the girl, right? Now I ain't nowhere in the world. I'm saying, hey, let's support running the train on the girl, right? But all the old heads in the room will have this very judgmental response to that shit. Right? And I remember one day I specifically said, let's be honest here: how many of you old niggas ran trains on chicks? Right? right. And if we being, you know, them hands shot the fuck up, then you start getting a different dialogue, right? But the problem with them old niggas in the room, and I, I. I if your thought process is not like mine, it's not like the, the energy that we spewing on this show, you're wasting your fucking time. Hmm. You're wasting your fucking time. Because their goals and their behaviors is no different than yours. We don't see it like that, but it's the exact same. And what they're responding to is being cut out of American life in a way that our generation and two, three generations before them were not cut out of.
1: You You're saying that The um, protest that they did Or the walk that they did Is
2: It's it's a waste of time to me
1: What was the goal of it Just to say Hey we're Not gonna take this anymore Or like what was the Do y'all know Like what was What is the point Of doing that walk To
0: Yeah I'm not sure What their What their stated objective was I I think that There is value In being able to Make a unifying call To get 500 brothers To do anything together I think there's value In that alone Yeah but only that. I don't know. The rest of it is just symbolism. Okay. I think there's a much greater things you can do with 500 black men, right? <laughs> Than walk through Grant Park, right? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's I'm like, what was the um, goal of that? Like, what does walking and yeah, you know, I don't I, again because the people that they're these are kids, right? And um, that acted the fool. These are our kids, technically, right? Yeah. They the weren't down the there.
0: They weren't down there this past weekend. It was they cold and there. rainy. Um, so, again, I, I, I don't, I don't want to knock it because I, anytime people want to get involved and do something, I think that's valuable. Right. If you can make a unifying call and get 500 black men to show up, I think that's valuable. But if you can get 500 black men to show up, I think you can do more significant things than get 500 black men to show up. And there's a level of authenticity that, too, is speaking of. And I think sometimes eludes these conversations or is omitted. I won't even say they lose. It's omitted from these conversations about who you are, your real story, your real truth. That's why when we turn these cameras and these mics on, Mm -hmm. I'm just true. I'm just telling you the truth as I see it, as I've experienced it. It ain't right. It ain't wrong. It's just the truth. It's just my experience. And you can judge it. You can break it up however you want to because I'm cool with it and I know the reality of stories from our neighborhood. So I know I ain't finna say shit that's like so fucking nobody's experienced this before. Like that's not yeah. that's not true. But I think that when you do show up authentically, it allows younger people to to see you through a lens of of reality and relatability. That sometimes people approach these kids and omit that truth. And it's like, well, why the fuck you talking to me? I can't I can't even see myself in you. Right. You know what right. I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it needs to be that connecting factor. But the lie becomes the standard,
2: though, mm-hmm. right? So, interesting. Going back to the Tank and Ryan Garcia fight, there was a little bit of commentary before the fight took place. Both of these fighters go into the fight undefeated, and I can't remember who it was, but one of the announcers was like, "Man, one of the f- fucked up parts about this fight is is that in today's culture, a lot of these young fighters think if they lose, their career is over." They watch Floyd Mayweather win a whole, have a career where he has an unblemished record. That's the uh, that's an anomaly. Right, right, but because he's been so celebrated in the way he's been celebrated, now the young fighters think that has to be their standard. I got to go through this shit unblemished. And that's, he's the anomaly. This is not the regular story. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same thing here. Like, I get, we was on here last week, laughed at the shit. I told y'all last week, I, I apologized to the motherfucker whooped my ass last week. Right. <laughs> right? I ain't no whole nigga. Right. I ain't never been no whole nigga. <laughs> but not being a whole nigga, you gonna take some losses, family. No. Right? Fonz, I just talked about Fonz, my older cousin, man. Fonz whooped my ass religiously for a lot of years. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? To have a church, boy. But it's also that them ass whoopings that sharpened my iron. It wasn't too many other people that was whooping my ass. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? This is the protocol to becoming a warrior. This is how you walk the path. You ain't going to never be no warrior if you ain't never been battle tested for war. It don't work that way. And it don't just go for physical violence. It goes for life, my mm-hmm, nigga. Mm-hmm. You gonna fall down? You supposed to, right? But when we create these hyper hyper environments, even like social media, where everybody's fucking winning, right? All the fucking time, right? The expectation is I'm mean, gonna win all the fucking time. Never building any character because
0: at a loss, I quit. And I also, there you go. I don't know how to lose. I don't know how to lose. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a part of it. It's
2: You can't win well, if you're not problem.
0: a loser. Yeah.
2: You can't win if you're not to lose. And, and it sounds like we're getting off subject but we're not nah, I, I think know. that's the lie that elders Tell young folks You can do it and what I'm saying is They're at the ground level saying nigga fuck out of here my, I said Chicago East is young I said I come from a good family But I also know my daddy worked his motherfucking ass off And we ain't had heat in the winters. Fuck what you talking about This ain't a win mm-hmm. This ain't a win Tell me some more truth Make me value this differently. You can't tell me this the right way, nigga, I'm cold. You can't tell me this the right way. I'm not dumb, nigga, I live here too. Right? And that's the shit I'm talking, that's the fuck shit. Yeah. Right? So 500 men downtown, all 500 of the men put up $10, that's $50,000. Create another symbol then. And I only bring this up because when we were doing Breaking Bread, we had 500 men in the room. And I had a call to action. Give me $100. At the time, there was a storefront for sale across the street. Right? 50000 would have got us the storefront and the equipment we needed to create a, what would have been a juice bar. But not a juice bar. It would have been a healthy option for food and an intergenerational place for young men to meet old men. Mm-hmm. Where you always fucking welcome. Sort of like the mosque. Simple, sure. But tangible. And you can come here. And you can find the answers you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that 50,000 motherfuckers walking in the middle of downtown is a fucking parade. You by the way went to the Bud Billiken. What you getting out of that? And I get the theater of it all, but who does that feed? In what way? It feeds your own ego to say, I did something. No, it's like going to vote, nigga. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You go in there for 20 minutes and think you did something. No, the fuck you didn't. That's not your only civil responsibility. You don't even know who the fuck the candidate is. You was just voting for Jackson.
0: But I got my it sticker. sound
2: black. I got my sticker and posted it though. That's the bullshit though, and that's how we live our lives.
0: Where's the Jackson at on here? <laughs> fuck out of here, man. That's real. We gotta go. Uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, I like that, man. I like the correlation between Franklin St. King Vaughn, Shorties. I I like how everything just kind of flows and and there's a a direct correlation to it that truth is important in, in every story. The truth from Franklin Saint is important to really get to the truth, not just the money and the numbers of it, but the truth about how he felt at each point along that journey. The truth matters. The truth in the King Von story matters. Not just he was up-and-coming rapper that was getting money and girls liked him and he was a killer and he was from Block. The truth in all of that.
2: And that little boy's daddy died when he was like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's pain, bro.
0: There's layers That's to it. That's pain, fam. There's layers to it. Yeah. There's layers to it. And in, in, a, in an environment where a couple cases of water and some fruit cost you $100, Yep. people trying to find value however they gonna find it and it's gonna take a whole whole lot of truth and a whole whole lot of marching and feeding the whole people. world
2: tell you ain't shit you get a little bit of tension man you do what they say the African proverb is
0: the village that the, the village, child that doesn't feel the warmth from the, the village that will that burn it down and feel, to feel the warmth. Yeah. yeah the
2: child that doesn't that's feel the warmth from the, the village does yeah. not embrace by the village will burn it down and feel it's warm mm. that's the entirety of the black story cause we think our village is white America
0: And we ain't getting embraced by them. We ain't getting embraced. Understand that. I don't care if it's Phil Jackson or whomever. We got to go. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be back here Saturday for a Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. For the doubles producer in the podcast game, we like to call her E4O. She would much rather go by her chosen name of Peggy Bundy, a.k.a. Did
2: that nigga be out over there snoring, G?
0: Yeah, we, we, gonna we gonna fuck P.I. up we gonna, we gonna put that in there <laughs> Just get a drop of that Hey take some pictures of that dick <laughs> <laughs> He knocked too you don't need to hear it. I know, but we go shout him out anyway. Shout out to Pi, man. He's uh. This is a terrible representation of how entertaining we are. When he wa- <laughs> when he wakes up, he'll put this all he'll put this whole video together and it'll be ready uh to premiere on on, oh. on, on, on time. So shout is out to Pi, definitely for doing that.
2: not your favorite top five podcast.
0: Shout out to Ron Rilla, <laughs> back there snapping up the pics Serious. for Pi right now and doing all the work on the boards behind the camera. Shout out to Ron Rilla. We
2: gotta get some t shirts that say it's not in your top five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not in really your top five. We tell the truth too much. We man. top five. We start. We just start talking. We just start talking about money and women. Lying to these people. We be good. And we be straight. Uh, for two. My name is Herb. I'll be good to each other. Peace. Salam alaikum.